0: Uh, it's me again. on We finally have our first. Uh, I, don't, I don't like calling these things interviews. I'd rather call them conversations. But uh, this is our first. This conversations part one. We are talking governance with, you know, this special lady here. Yeah, who won't let me say her government name. So let me let her introduce herself.
1: I'm the first guest. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hi, everyone. My name is b hottest. If you know me, then you know who I am officially.
0: Yeah. Okay, bit of background. She's, she's she is a debater, so this is going to be fun because nylon could debate, you know. She so she's with the shits with the shits. Hey, maybe. maybe we'll see. She's with the shits with the shits, but uh, yeah, man. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna do a gender-based violence podcast because you remember a conversation we had about cavemen dna about evolution sociology psychology and all of that
1: yeah
0: i don't know if you remember it yeah i I was gonna do that i actually did a bit of actually did a bit of it on the podcast already but i was like yeah because i couldn't get anybody on time to do that and i promised people content but we'll do it another time today we are talking you know governance and you know I I don't know, like, I don't know where to start, Brav. Do, do you know where we should start? I don't know where to start in Botswana or in SA, or do you take Africa and just generalize shit, or what do we do? I,
1: I'm not sure. I think you you are the one who has, like, two experiences with two different countries, so maybe we can start there and then just flow from there.
0: Okay, yeah, I think you know with me because I have lived in both SA and Botswana, and now I'm back in SA again. I think you know. Firstly, I would love to start from like the people themselves could learn a lot from each other. I think with I'm I'm trying not to catch any you know, charge or whatever. But I feel like in terms of Of uh, of being of uh, of doing what was it It called rioting, rioting.
1: Yeah.
0: I think Botswana could learn a thing or two from from South Africans, but also South Africans could learn a thing or two from Botswana in terms of dialogue. Because I think here in SA they do it for everything, which is unnecessary because you're destroying. And I, niggas bend down schools, bend down clinics, bend down hospitals, bend down man, manuspe, manuspe, I think, sorry. municipalities, and whatever. And I feel like in Botswana it's just like dormant. They talk when it's not even the time to talk. Like when they shouldn't be talking, they still want to talk. But in SA, it's vice versa. So I feel like if the two people could, could just like come together and sort of like have a conversation on yeah. on that. I feel like it would be pretty dope. What do, you know? There's I don't know whether it is as a Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle or who who said like white people could learn from black people or is it Trevor Noah who said white people could learn from black people how to riot and black people could learn from white people what to riot for something like along those lines and i think it's true i don't know
1: yeah the comparison is also um very funny because for south africans they there's like they riot for nearly anything that they feel is important at any given time if money is being looted they riot if like there's there's always a reason for writing and with Botswana, there's always conversations happening. And you see like the different parallels between these two. There's the rioting and then there's the talking and the peacefulness that Botswana have. Then there's the like wanting things to get done that South Africans have. However, both of them produce zero or little to no results with like both that methods you like you'd see just a south african will say yeah i'm listening yeah like a south african will say writing somebody who's observing south africa actually would say writing hasn't done anything for them particularly Like, like yes it has achieved a couple of things but it really hasn't given them exactly what they want and you could literally say the same for Bajwana. Having conversations, having them in passing also hasn't really helped us get what we really want. So, I don't know. What are they both going to learn when they come together?
0: Yeah, that's the part I'm getting at. You know, I, I, I moved to Zana in 2006, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I, I I didn't my dad wanted wanted to take me to a private school, but the niggas I knew were in a public school saying so I was like, nah nigga, nah I'm not going, you know. Yeah. And then I had to spend like two or three months without attending school. And that time I only did Africans and English. So my sister was like, like only spoken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I get to standard seven, and they are like, Manager, if you don't pass this one, we are sending you to like grade five or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ish. Okay. Anyway, long story short, I had to learn Satsuna real quick. And, you know, I passed that shit. But what I learned was somehow I love the structure of the education system, but also I'm against it. Mm-hmm. But, but Satsuna are very passive aggressive. Like it's it's a, v- they're very, you know, like they, they would mama something in a corner instead of like saying it with their chest. Yeah, true. So like, they'll be like, with me, like I asked the teachers questions because where, where I'm from, it was, it was like, yo, why is that? Why is, you know, it's encouraging like to be all up in somebody's face and like, no, you mm-hmm. lying type, type vibe. Mm-hmm. But that side, it was it was like a bit awkward. It was a bit weird. I don't know, I think I've mentioned this on Twitter to you a couple of times, but once I was entered for like a social studies fashion and I wrote this piece on Botswana. The other one was on Zimbabwe, I think. It It was around 2008, I think. It was 2008, I think, I'm not sure, 2008, 2009. And one of the essays got pulled out because the teachers felt it was overly political. And when it was going to be analyzed, it would be like, they are feeding me the information. But at that time, what had happened was like my mom, because she knew I love to read, she would buy me books. Like Mm. she knew I was in debate, so she would buy me different kinds of books, she would get me newspapers and all of that. And that's how I got the information. But basically what I've seen in Botswana is like people are very, it's, I don't think Bhutan is necessarily peaceful. It's just like...
1: yeah, we It's fear
0: more than peace.
1: Yeah, we, we just...
0: For we, me, that's, all, that's, that's what I feel like. It's fear mm-hmm. more than peace.
1: Yeah, we just tend to... Also, it, Yeah, it's a bit of fear and a bit of... I don't want to get involved in somebody's business. We tend to just let things go. Earlier today... I watched some someone's YouTube channel, and yeah. he did a pranking, like a kidnapping pranking, whatever he was doing, right? At first, when I saw it, I was like, yeah. why would anyone think this content is funny? Then I watched it to see, like, okay, what's happening? Mm. And the one thing I noticed is... <laughs> That girl got kidnapped in front of, like, more than 15, 10 people at a point. Like, it was at a mall. Two big malls in Khabarun. And she got kidnapped in front of, like, yeah. more, than, more than 10 people. And everyone just watched the girl get kidnapped. Legit, like, just watched. And then they were, like, ah, narabatawaleh. That's like the best they could do. And the one that really shook me was when she was asking yeah. a lady, can I please use your phone to call my mom? Some two guys have been following me around the mall. So they pick her up and the lady who she was borrowing the phone from just stood there. And after the girl got grabbed, she started walking away. Like
0: she
1: was just, <laughs> she was just leaving. Because there's
0: a lot of fear involved.
1: Yeah, she's just leaving, going, and in my head, I'm thinking, "Were you just gonna like go on with your life and go home, sleep, and not think about the fact that someone got kidnapped in front of you?" It showed me one that we really are very passive about everything. We just, we, we. We have this anger that's quick, but then it just goes down very fast. And then we we just move on for some reason. We just we just move. I think we 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 are literally, you know we move Twitter, Badana are literally we move. Corruption, we move.
0: I, I I'm, I'm going to have to disagree on that we move thing. Because, yeah. like, I, I don't think, you know, one thing when I'm home that I do a lot now is chill with, like, niggas in the hood. Not, like, you know, the bougie shit in the series type vibe, actually, like, with proper niggas in the hood. Those niggas are disgruntled, like, they are, what, are they are mad hurt. You understand, but then again, there is because I was having this other conversation with a nigger when I was home, and we were speaking like Af- Afrocentrism and like who Africans are, just like who Black people are, what is in Africa, or in the diaspora, whatever it is, and we're having a conversation. So I, I'm 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 teaching him about like the Nubian Empire and the Kush Empire and all of that, and he doesn't know it and. His thing was like, my papa are the best. Like white people are the best. They beat us. So you know, it is what it is. If they were not the best, they wouldn't have beat up us or whatever. So I'm trying. To, I was trying to explain to him like with every, in every given, at every given time in civilization, civilization, fuck. My English is fucking bad, eh? Mm. And like basically, it's like at, at any given period, a certain like whatever empire is gonna conquer or demolish or whatever, a certain empire, you know, it depends on certain things. You know, a lot of things are at play, but what, and then what that taught me one was like, the psychology of colonization is so deeply embedded in Mm. in the people, Mm. in black people. And then number two was that our leaders are not doing anything to sort of like curb that psychology and then what they are doing instead is they are using it to their own benefit.
1: True. Yeah. Benef- yeah. Sh- they are using it
0: to benefit themselves because what they are doing is, Yeah?
1: Yeah, continue to finish your sentence.
0: Yeah, the, what they are doing is they are now leveraging it as fear because they are a power that be and and sort of like fuck, you see.
1: Yeah, because if you think about it, um, the reason why South Africans are, especially in Sadiq, the only country where people feel compelled to fight for their rights or fight for what they think is important is because for them, they had they had to take the power like by their own hands. They had to actually fight the, the white people to get the power. When you compare it to how other African other static countries got their independence, it was peace treaties, they were signing things, they were making deals, and so forth and so forth. So for South Africans, it's it's also the fact that they have to fight for what they believe is theirs, and they've always had that fighting spirit for us for us in other Southern countries it's everything has worked out for us, right, and that's where the psychology of colonization really plays a role in how we we, we like we fight for things that belong to us because. We even when we talk about our independence in Botswana we feel like we talk about it as if it's something that was given that was given to us right and also with other countries the way we we celebrate our independence, we celebrate it as if it's something that I don't I don't know how to explain it but it's it's a very weird mentality that we have towards how we look at independence and how we look at white people we we deserve like we we don't I don't know how to explain it but there's just like a certain way that we look at how we got our independence and the people we got our independence from as savers instead of people who ruined our continent and our countries. You
0: understand? What I was saying with that, it was just like, with, with, with like uh, the whole Botswana's independence thing, I think there's a lot of myth or legend attached to it. Yeah. I, you know, if, I, I don't know, yeah?
1: Yeah, i
0: was saying yeah there was there was this thing that happened i don't know what it was last year or two years back where people were looking at the facts of the story of whether the three kings actually met with the queen and all of that <laughs> and it, people were like but this is not eating up the queen every meeting the queen has ever had is documented why is this one not documented why is there no sort of like any paper trail to them Photographs, yeah. anything of them meeting the queen and stuff like that, and I, I don't want to say it's not true, but you know, when I was mm-hmm. looking at, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Remember, there was a thread on it. Yeah. No, I gotta move carefully, bro. I you think, know my situation.
1: I think. Okay, <laughs> you know, continue, the funniest thing for me has seen, like, has been seeing Badrana learn their own history through. Twitter threads and just being like, wow, all this time I've been bamboozled. That's what happens when you don't read.
0: But also, that brings up the fact that as Black people, we don't know our history.
1: Yeah, also. Like
0: in general.
1: It goes like, back in to. In general, how, like I. Yeah. I was saying yeah, no speak we we also don't know our history because it goes back to how um, history was taught to us because remember the people who were teaching at that time who were teaching in schools were mission missionaries and their wives and white people and so forth so like I think someone said that um, whoever tells history at that point, tells it the way they want They want it to be perceived, and
0: if yeah. white it, people... It's, it's, I think it's an other issue, like something like the victor of the war oh. gets to to write the history.
1: Yeah, so if and
0: he, When you say that, yeah, white people, do you remember, I don't know if I ever re- referred this documentary to you by, it's called Hidden Colors.
1: My, I, I'm not
0: sure, Might I'll check it out. It, it, it's very dope. I don't know whether I, I, I'm not necessarily all for Dr. Umar Johnson, but also I, I feel like people discredit him a lot. Yes, he has some wildest theories that I don't necessarily agree with, but he also has some like dope as content that when you look at it and do your own research, it will make sense. But basically, what he was saying is, if you're a slave and you were talking about how black people are not credited for inventions and whatnot. So he was saying, if you're a slave master yeah. and you're sitting down and you have slaves working for you, what motivation do you have to invent anything? Yeah. Because you're not doing the hard labor. Yeah. So when he said that, I was like, oh, shit. You know when something sort of like clicks in your mind? like, And you 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 remember that like the whole U.S. Constitution was like basically n- niggas couldn't own anything. So mm-hmm. even if because you are a property of somebody, even if you have a, like an invention, by extension, that invention belongs to that person. Yeah. So like. It's 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 it, it, as at some like wilder shit, and, but hello, bring it back home. A lot of that is is in there. You see it in and how people treat like successful black people. Mm. Like you know, sort of like there is sort of like a, a, a black person can't just be successful. There has to be something attached to it.
1: Yeah, before we get to that, I just wanted to, like, wrap up just, like, how the way history was taught to us and how it has affected, like, how we view things today. So, like I said, just imagine white people teaching you for, like, 20, 30 years before the first black Moderna teacher qualifies to be a teacher and they have also been taught the same thing so obviously some somewhere, some facts are getting lost bits and pieces of the of the true story are getting lost in how the person who wants to tell the story and who wants to be perceived as a hero in that story is telling the story and it goes back to just how we now look at our history and how we gained independence as southern african countries and like we don't see ourselves as the heroes of the story the thing
0: of gaining independence
1: also it's messed up how am i gaining independence when you fought You, you you see what i mean i
0: was about to get into that actually yeah, yeah, I was about to get, I, I found the concept of we gained independence
1: Very weird. Good. You know,
0: Americans, Americans, I can get them gaining independence because, you know, there were white people who basically participated in a genocide of the natives, and then they wanted to sever ties with their, their master or whatever. But. As in Africa gaining independence mm-hmm. is a weird concept for me to digest. Like, mm. I've been thinking I'm alone in this thought, but it's just so baffling it's, for me. It's like, so weird what do you mean I gained independence?
1: Also, in our gaining of independence code, we're, we're, yeah. we're in, debt, in debt to countries that colonized us, we, we owe them money. Bro for colonizing, (laughs) they have our resources in their museums, they don't want to return them because it's part of their history somewhere, somehow. Like there's so many twisted ways in how the story has been told and how it affects how we look at ourselves as black people, as African people and how we look at our countries also. And it, it goes back to like how like the 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 success of a black person, much you were getting into, because the story, if, like the way stories of successful white black people are told in history, is some way they had to work with white people, they had to betray black people in order to like get money or something. Something there's like yeah. very few stories where you hear that like this king was rich before white people came, unless you like you do actual reading and you you realize that "Ah, this man had this many cows, this, 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 this many resources. He was already a rich king before white people came, right? And the way the stories are told, you hear that such and such person had to sell other black people in order to be rich such and such person had to lay with white people during apathy and that's how he managed to move up while other black people uh were struggling so we don't have like positive stories of black people
0: of black people
1: yeah of black people just becoming rich and becoming successful and that's why when some when when a black person becomes when a a black and African person becomes rich, we have these twisted views of were they involved in corruption? How did they sell out and such and such? Because we don't have those positive stories regarding success of black people.
0: Do you know what what I find? The the the, the most prime example of that was. This, the Twitter beef, yeah has or more and uh aka Do you, I don't know if you saw it yeah that that was because everybody when they found out who his grandparents always great grand grandparents yeah. were, it was like, why did they have five hundred pounds in nineteen
1: exactly
0: like, yeah, it's true they were snatches like okay, yeah it, okay. It, it,
1: it also goes back to how we view our generational wealth as Black people. Like, white people will do the, the most to get where they are, but yeah. at any given point, no one will question why John's parents are rich and why John's parents have 100 hectares in South Africa at any given point. But trust, if Caesar's parents are somehow rich, we all think that Caesar's um generational wealth is not legitimate because we'll say, Well, his grandparents stole what 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 but John's grandparents also stole, but we will never have like we'll never question if John's wealth is not legitimate. And some sometimes you you will even Realize because
0: that.
1: yeah finish
0: yeah because you know it is, it is it is I'm going to take it in in two ways I think one is because black people the story does that white, the narrative that white people went with was black people are lazy which is weird because how are these people, the latest people you know, but you get them working your fields, your fields day in, day out, making millions, million, and billions of dollars for you, mm. which, which was wild. Number two is going, to that, is going to be the issue. You know, as, as black people, we have not seen enough of our own with generational wealth. So it, it's sort of like a shock factor also to us because that part of our lineage has been cut off for so long we mm. don't know it, it But it is it's, something it's, that's very new and complex to us to process
1: but it wasn't complex though for for our parents and their And then
0: parents,
1: which like it's it's very funny how we we get shocked by generational wealth right but you yeah. hear that your great grandfather, or your great great grandfather, your uncles, like Habaya never two hundred. And with us as Botswana, cows were like as as statue of wealth. you understand. So we we know generational wealth. We've been within generational wealth. It's just that the way white people have described it. And like the context that they put it for us, it looks foreign to us, but it's been... It's the, really not. Yeah, you see, no. it's, it's not something that we're new to. It's something that it's, it's like, it's passing down generational wealth is part of African culture. When you are born and you are given your first goat, which gives you 10 goats, and you are given your first namani, which gives you like 10 cows. And by the time you are 20, you have 13, 20 cows. You see what I mean? So we know generational worth. It's just that the way white people described it and the context that they put it for us, it becomes weird.
0: Okay, Okay, can I address it a bit?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, when you say that, there was something that we skipped through that I wanted to say, which was to speak on how European countries that colonized African countries work actually. Mm. Like I, I saw number one, and there was this professor, I don't know who he's from, but he was speaking to uh, about how in Africa, the people with power don't have ideas that can push Africans forward. The people with the ideas to push African forward Africans for don't have power. Mm. And then the other thing, there is a clip, I don't know, I forget the name of the woman. I think the UN fired her or some, I can't remember properly the story, but basically like French colonies in Africa, each one of them have sort of like French military base. Mm. I think France take like 60% of their revenue to invest for them. And then whatever like they they get from those investment, France takes like eighty percent of that.
1: Yeah. And then
0: whatever is remaining, that twenty percent is still controlled by France or something like that. I can't remember the breakdown properly. Yeah. I- but which was wild. And recently, this past week, I saw a post which showed like France has one of the biggest uh, gold reserves in. In yeah. in the world, but France has no gold mine, mm, and which is the same with like England, Britain, yeah.
1: and um, I think and
0: the
1: countries like can I finish? Yeah, go on.
0: I I think and the other thing what what, what I saw I had I had a conversation with a mutual friend of mine. I can't mention his name, but you all know obviously when, and then me and him had a conversation about it. We we saw this thing whereby I think it's Russia is sort of like building a military base in Mozambique or Zambia. I can't remember, but it's a southern African country. Mm. And me and him were sort of like flabbergasted. You know when you are shocked but not shocked.
1: Mm.
0: It, It was like that because even now, if you pay attention in like Botswana or SA the Chinese and, and the Indians are making power moves. Yeah. Let me just say, Asia is just like making power moves. And as Africans, we are allowing ourselves to be recolonized again. And we, we like we are watching it happen with all our consciousness because I, I was having this conversation with him one time. I wanted to do a think piece, I can't remember on what. And he was like, why do I think I'm the one to do it? and we sort of had like a conflict about it because I didn't understand where the question was coming from. But essentially, we came to the issue already. You and I have all this information, me and him have all this information, but who are we sharing it with?
1: Yeah.
0: You understand, like, we talk, I think one of the biggest issues with us Africans as as so-called intellectuals or whatever, we have a lot of elitism and classism that we need to get over. Mm. Because we are not taking the message to the people who needs to, who need to be heard. We are talking amongst ourselves when we already know and agree on what needs to be done, but we are not taking that word to like the person in the streets in the language that they will understand. Because obviously, probably they couldn't understand it in school, but that is why, like, these days when I'm home, I'm chilling. I try have conversations with the real niggas who are on the streets who are on like selling tomatoes on the corner, some stuff like that. I just go chill, smoke a, a gaff with them, and have conversations and slip in you know, bits of knowledge in, in there because I feel like we are also just complaining at this point and we are doing nothing proactive to so sort of like. Prevent what I see as a recolonization of Africa, basically, especially like black Africans. You know, the the, the those at the top are fine. They, I believe, at some point they wanted to join the EU and stuff. So let them deal with their issues. But uh, for the black Africans, you know, for Nubian Africans, I'm very worried for us. Yeah, because.
1: Like you said, the people with the ideas don't have the power. And the people with the ideas are the youth. And at a point where youth engagement and empowerment is still where we are just being put in boardrooms so that um organizations and government can, governments can meet the, like, youth quota, and so forth, and so forth, we're not going anywhere in terms of, like, ensuring that we can protect our, our countries as Africans, because (laughs) we, we can have conversations, we can, can rally people but when the people who are making the decisions and making the policies are not backing what's happening and doing the right thing for us as the citizens of our countries across the continent there's like really not much we we can do and it goes back to just how we Like some, I think somebody was talking about how democracy doesn't work. But like we have been given this idea as African countries that, yeah, democracy is the best thing that you can do for a country and so forth and so forth. But where we, with our politics as Africans, where it's politics of inheritance, literally, people are inheriting their father's parties and their father's presidential seat, there is no actual governance, it's just exchange of power amongst people who know each other, and at most, they, like, they don't have the best ideas for the people.
0: You know, I don't think democracy doesn't necessarily work. Actually, I forgot to do something. There is a philosopher who spoke on voting. I can't remember. I don't think it's Machiavelli, though. Okay. I, I can't remember, so I'm not gonna say names or anything like that. Because you know, I've been busy with my art, and you know, a lot of. I'm just getting back to reading now. Mm. But basically, his point was like. Everybody needed a license to vote. Like you know how you take a driver's license? Then you should also take like a voting license, mm-hmm. a test to mm-hmm. because I don't people don't know what they are voting for. Let's be honest. People mm-hmm. don't know the reason behind voting. Yeah. That is why I have a friend. He's in the corporate world, but he's also like a politician.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was supposed to be his company manager during 2019 election but you know my legal situation and whatnot so basically the boy he i'm not saying this because he's my friend business wise he didn't really go to school for business but his business acumen is of the chance my nigga. like that nigga business wise is intelligent i can't even put it into words and his grind his hustle his that nigga teach you an idea he just came up with five minutes ago and sell it to, like, he's been having it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So this nigga was running for a council seat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As one of his campaign strategies, he brought in, like, different people from mm-hmm. different business. I agree he's in a corporate world. He, he has connects, and he was like, I'm going to bring these people. They're going to send me for free to the youth of my village.
1: Yeah.
0: You understand? And he had a proper plan, like, this is there's a a youth farm in my village that's basically just killing itself. Mm. I, I'm gonna get into it in a bit, but because people are indoctrinated into thinking, if Moto slaughters a cow and there's a feast, that's who you vote for.
1: yeah,
0: but you don't know this person's ideas, you don't know what they have for you. you understand, but you vote for them. Mm-hmm. And this person was like. He showed you the potential we could turn our village into a business hub, mm-hmm. you know, and then people are not and also the problem is where you spoke about the youth being put in place to meet coders. the problem with with that the issue is that the people who are being placed in 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 those boardrooms to meet coders usually are either like what's the word, pussies, or not, like, like you know, when somebody is like, I forgot the word. It sounds like she, you know, the P word, but it's not a P word. Oh, man. When you, they're, they're just, you can be used, you just call them. They're just the face. Pawns. Or they're self-saving or it, or it's both. Yeah. That, that is why some somebody who is in power right now is able to say, Kill and get away with it.
1: Yeah. yeah, you know that's why I said that our politics are our politics of inheritance because Friends. we we don't, we we. <laughs> I mean, not me, not me. Let me not say we, 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 not me. But the general voter, like you said, doesn't have a general understanding of why they are voting and the kind of person that they want to vote for. That's why you see post-elections, people are like, oh, my God. It's these people who actually have my best interest at heart when like during the election process it was people were just listening to propaganda and listening to to like i don't know how to describe our politics Kibo when mama li Wa Papa When I and you are talking you are talking to someone who studied political science, someone who studied um international relations. Journalism. Yeah, someone who actually studied policies and how to relate to other countries and leaders and so forth, someone who can actually do the job for you that's why even so like even the way our politics are communicated to our voters because sometimes we say we, we say that voters don't understand but we also need to look at how our politics are communicated to our voters right party one will bring a manifesto to the elections with 10 points of things that they want to achieve within four years party two will bring again tell us John if if I can put it like that you understand Party yeah. will tell you that it's idiots. Like it's our thing we've been doing this for when <laughs> our in the next four years it's impossible we're telling you this because we've been doing this for this and this many years. And it's it's the same pattern within um, African countries all over our continent, especially in SADC, where one party will present actual an actual manifesto with actual solutions, and another party will present its history and what they've been doing for for that country, which is the ruling party in the in the country. What just like pick any random African any country in Africa. You no. See. The same pattern right so I, the way, let, let me finish so the way our voters yeah. the way like politics are being communicated to our voters even in Kotla meetings even if even when you go to these rallies when the speakers are speaking it, like for example my my village there's no water in my village like the, i'm growing up I'm, which is wild you see um, we've never had running water for this long. And so, like the, I, I mean anyone who has a home home village in Botswana understands this conversation. There's no what. they know what I'm talking about, even for when people know right? So the conversation at the Kotla is Kanaruna. Yeah. so the voter, i can do this for you this is what i yeah.
0: need
1: to do so when the voter hears someone who says i can do this for you they are shocked because All along, they've been told that's impossible. That's something that can't happen. You understand? And because voters over the years have been conditioned to think of politicians as heroes instead of people they employ, they believe the first person who came, which goes back to the conversation that we had about whoever wins at that point, whoever wins the war tells the story how they want to be seen, like as a hero. So we have these politics of inheritance of being heroes to our people, of being the ones who who got the independence. Therefore, um, the people owe us um, elections every every four years. And I think at some point I said, I've 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 talked about how. Um, Ruling parties in African countries think that the voters owe them, like, owe owe them governance every four years. Like, they will continuously bring the fact that at some point we got you independence and codes. Now you owe us the next elections. But you look at the work that they've done, and it's nothing. And that's how... (sighs) That's that's what the voter hears for years, and th- there's like so many plays in in this conversation. Yeah, <sighs> I've been speaking for a while.
0: No, okay. Can I? Can I? Can I okay. get in now?
1: Yeah, your, your audio is a bit slow.
0: So, okay, so I, I was, I think. And when I started off with like the last point we you made about there's so many things at play I think you know how you know people can stay in toxically, toxic abusive relationships
1: mm, yeah yeah
0: I think we have the same mentality and because it's, it's such it's such a grand scale, we are not diagnosing it in the same manner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You understand? We, we Because when it's you and your person abusing each other, then it's not necessarily simple, but it's easier to see it as in that manner. Mm-hmm. But when it's a at a grand scale, because there's so many complexities now to it, but the underlying factor is, is the same. Because if you think about it, When somebody is in an abusive relationship, usually when a woman is, you you find that the guy maybe is taking care of her financially, she's dependent, Mm. Mm -hmm. or something like that. That is why most African governments are not willing to financially liberate their people, economically.
1: Mm.
0: But then again, you know, with last year's election, I witnessed something amazing but also disturbing. There is a certain BW Twitter favor I won't mention names because you know I love my piece but she's big that's whatever she's an entrepreneur whatever whatever you know. And then last year she had been criticizing the ruling party. last year she she, she literally switched like that. I had a conversation about it with my mutual friend again. And our mm. mutual friend, I mean, and he was like, Bro, you don't know she's about to get that bag. And like, my thing is, I hope I never get to a point where my soul is for sale. Yeah. Like, I hope I never get there.
1: <laughs> Funny enough, just
0: like, the other because day it's, it's, it's heart wrenching to watch people believe in somebody. And yeah?
1: Yeah, I was just saying, like, just the other day we were talking about how um success in our I'm listening. Econ- can you hear me?
0: Yeah I can.
1: Yeah. We were saying like success in our economic in our economy right now requires for you to like lick us at some point.
0: Which is why, you know, it's hard because, I'm, like, I, me and the guy had conversations. As you know, I've, like, I have a lot of projects tucked in the bag that are about to drop. And was like, bro, please don't sell out. Please. And you know my legal situation with the citizenship shunders. And I, I want to be home. Like, and I, I literally sort of, like, one of the homies wanted to put me on with an agency in Joburg. And I turned down the offer, bro, because I'm just, I just want to claim, I just want my debut project to be about home. Mm. But then again, I'm watching how things are moving, even now with the lockdown, like, it's fuck creatives. Like, it's, bro, we've had to push, I've had to push back my date for like, for the fourth or sixth time. I don't know anymore. Just like had a fight with my manager today and... It's just wild because now, you know, things are not coming along, but it, it, it just shows how at what great length these governments go to sort of like frustrate you to show you they have the power,
1: mm.
0: which also even in SA, I think people were bagging at uh, celebrities who endorsed ANC last year. There was a thing where like, yo, why, didn't, why don't you, you understand, and Somehow, I feel like it was too much to put on the celebrities, but also I feel like with us in African countries, the thing about American celebrities sort of that are like they're independent of the government, so to speak.
1: Yeah, like
0: Jay Z can go fuck Donald Trump, you understand? In Africa, you can't do that. And
1: yeah,
0: like my wish for me as a creator is to be able to just do that. Like, literally, there's not a day I'm not going, I like, bro, I, I need to be able to just, like, be able to say that, that is what my strategies right now is enigmatic because I don't need you to know my face. I just need you to hear a voice and shit like that. But mm. it's, it's, it's sort of like. Disheartening to see it happen with like with people you trusted because I saw even with ATI he was in, in a meeting with somebody apparently but because I'm not so I'm so busy I barely have social time for social media lately it's kind of hard to keep up but it is it, really sad even with the the whole ATI thing that he did I felt like it could have gone further you know but Zona could have yeah. it, it was a, such a great. Opportunity, especially for it it, it was such a great opportunity for especially BW creatives and whatnots and artists and celebrities just to get in there. you, you, You saw how Americans did when Colin Kaepernick they were coming for him, they picked him up and this one will have it as a separate discussion. I know why ATI didn't get this support, but we'll have it as a separate discussion sometime. But my thing is just like as 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 black people, as Africans, we need to evolve our story in terms of how we think. And I think that begins with us those who proclaim ourselves very in, Intellectuals, activists, uh, revol- revolutionist, whatever you want to call yourself, whatever it is that you want to do, I think you need to sort of like shine a spotlight on trying to bring awareness into who is an African, who is a black child, and whatnot. That is why you know the project that you are you are co-writing. On Agar, mm. that project we are, we are co-writing on with the other guys. When when I'm gonna, I'm, I've been working. I've started running proper. I'm gonna send you guys some stuff for it. But when you see it, it's mm. one of the main reasons why I wanted to do it was not necessarily to say you know all Africans were kings or stuff like that. I wanted to show people we had a history before. Before. White
1: came,
0: yeah. instead sort of civilization that was grand and and why not. The there's a show called Ancient Aliens, and somebody I don't know who was it. I think it was Andrew Schultz or somebody. I don't. I can't remember. But he's a comedian. He said like the way like white people, as Africans or black people, is that they went to the extent where. Wherever there is a civilization that is by black people, they invented a show. I
1: think the internet has a problem.
0: Because this topic is never, you can't finish it in one day. (laughs) You know, it can never end, actually. (laughs) So I think for for the night. Yeah, go on. Huh?
1: I was saying we talked on so many things.
0: (laughs) Bro, but
1: I think think
0: because everything is intertwined, interconnected, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know you know it's 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 like for me personally how would, I would close it off as like you know as a kid i i i hated politics and not necessarily actually not as, a, as like probably like in my late teens early 20s and I was like i didn't i didn't think I would want to vote any day or anything but now you know when I reached around 23 20, 24 actually 25 I was like you know, voting, choosing not to vote is a bad thing. You know, I hope I do get to vote next election cycle because you know, my citizen legal issue. issues, but you can't afford to be apolitical right now. You don't have to have a political affiliation, but you need to have somebody you trust in the system, sort of like a sensible person. Not every people are not perfect, you know, life is a duality of good and bad things, you know. So, it's, it's an issue of a lesser evil and right now, the person we are calling, we have not tested anybody to say that we are given the power to, is a lesser evil. Mm. Sure. Yeah? Mm.
1: Oh, my closing remarks? Yeah. Okay, I think for me, um, growing up, politics have always been important, and thanks to my dad, because he, he always had, like, a view in politics, so I've, I've always been interested in knowing and understanding the importance of, like, voting, and so forth, and so forth. I think I remember when I was, I was 17 and general elections were being held and people in my senior class were 18 and I couldn't vote so mad (laughs) so I kept (laughs) yeah I kept telling my classmates that guys please vote please go register to vote like it's important and at, at that point nobody nobody was paying attention to what I was saying or understanding what I meant and it's like it's this frustrating it's so frustrating to like want to almost want everyone to be as passionate as you are about
0: as passionate in a way as you are
1: yeah but unfortunately not everyone is however I think I I said this sometime this week when a couple of things were happening in parliament and I said that your vote your vote is important. Your vote decides on policies. Your votes your vote decides on laws. Like Your vote decides on how basically how your life is shaped in your country. It's not just I love this party or I love this person. Can this person speak for you as a citizen of the country? Can this person um, bring up things in parliament that benefit you? Will this person vote in your favor in parliament? And it goes just beyond saying what, picking someone who's, like, like you said, we have never, like literally all, all countries in, in Zadek right now, I think, except Malawi. I'm not sure about the other, have never voted for any other party than the party that got them independence. So we need to move past politics of inheritance, politics of friendship, politics of eating and trying to one-up the next person because whilst we are trying to one-up each other, there are actual people who are getting affected by what we are doing and how the country is being run. Like you are worried about securing a tender. Your securing of a tender affects people. Eating affects people, getting to school affects people getting raped and so forth and so forth so we need to we need to be more aware we need to listen we need to read we need to move past not caring about politics because you you will complain about wanting to school in another country and you find that your country doesn't have relations with that country and it's because of the people you voted for you want to complain about how you were treated at the hospital and so forth it's the people you voted for so literally everything goes back and goes down to who you are voting for so literally it's in your hands guys yeah
0: yeah no man i think you know i think we'll we'll chop up i think maybe gender-based violence when you do have the time, because our schedules really sync. Yeah. But uh, when we do we have find the time, we'll chop it up. But, uh, you know, thanks, man, for pulling through for the podcast. And, uh, yeah, like you said, your, your vote counts. So I hope people 2024, they go out and vote. And I hope, you know, they research more on a lot of things we spoke on. I think, you know, it, it's quite disheartening to see what happened when that person who said, you know, addressing the issue of gender-based violence is not important when stat, stats have shown during this pandemic that how much of,
1: yeah
0: how many women have had to go through a lot of stuff and to make those remarks in such a sensitive time when always this subject is sensitive nonetheless but right now you know a lot is going on but I just hope people you know just vote you don't have to agree with us or anything like that but you know do your own research read up if you don't want to read watch a documentary you know we understand like there's so many ways to learn these days there are like things such as podcasts Uh, I'm not
1: and another thing, like not
0: with a podcast. I, I, I'm seeing a lot of Botswana, you know. Yeah.
1: I was saying like and another thing, you don't have to vote with party colours and affiliation. Just know the person you are voting for and the kind of politics that they are behind, the kind of policies that they are behind. And I think um the fact that people I hope actually the fact that people are seeing that parliament right now and hearing what the politicians are saying in parliament changes how they view and look at politics somehow.
0: Yeah, no man, uh, thanks for bleeding through, we'll, we'll, we'll chop it up some others, we'll chop up some others when we have the time, probably through a phone call instead of a podcast. <laughs>